0: Booster shots and stockings might not be the safest idea. Ouch! Oh no. Happy
1: holidays from Reed Wilkins and Inside Sports on 630 Chat.
0: Uh all right then. Jets lead the Red Wings 4-1 early in the third period almost halfway through the third capitals up 2 one on the Islanders Kraken and Kings a little bit later on the scoreboard as always presented by Cougar paint and collision our family helping your family for 40 years Oilers tomorrow we've been talking about the uh, top story today Connor Brown looks like he'll be a healthy scratch for that game The uh, face-off show will be at 4 o'clock. It'll be preceded by Oilers now at 2.30. And then following the face-off show, the game starts at 5.30. Luke Gazdick checking in tonight, courtesy Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. Luke, we were talking about the Oilers getting a lot of shots in a couple of games. Uh, The saves made by Vasilevsky and uh, Bobrovsky and and Sorokin and... uh, And you mentioned the Oilers need uh, an additional save or two along the way, which I would say is fair. Uh, I I also continue to believe that Stuart Skinner is a good goalie. I I don't think he belongs on the scrap heap like maybe uh, uh, some people might say after he has a tough game. I think Skinner is a good goalie, but you have Campbell – in the minors and at this point you wonder if he's going to return and and Calvin Pickard supporting Skinner though you know Pickard has been a number three goalie most of his career well where are you at with the Oilers goaltending
2: yeah a couple aspects to think about there first and foremost I'm on your side I really like Skinny I think he's an outstanding goaltender I just think it's more and more evident that when he starts to get tired, his game dips. And when you start him too many games in a row, you can really start to see uh, his energy levels go down, uh, his engagement starts to go down. And that's when you need a solid, solid backup that can come in and not only give you some saves, but win you some games. And that's just not what they have right now. But I look around the league and I'm going, well, where do you get it from then? Like, who is going to be that guy? Um You know, everyone from Blackwood to Allen and these guys. But then you got to move money and you got to make things work. But you're right. It's just not good enough right now. For Skinny, it's just you look at Bobrovsky and Vasilevsky coming here last week, and I understand these are premier goalies in the NHL, but they stole both of those games. I know I said they weren't great versus Florida, but that was mostly Bobrovsky. It's just not often the case with uh, with, with the Oilers, Oilers sorry, and with Stuart Skinner that he steals a game for them that they had no business winning. Like I can't remember the last time, even in the eight-game stretch, that that happened. Um, and so you need a little more of that, but I also think they need someone that can come in and win them some games if Stu starts to get tired or his play starts to drop, one of the two. And I just don't know where that's going to come from. We're, we're searching for threads here. When we're talking about calling up Olivier Rodrigue from the minors, like he's probably a good kid, good goalie, but um, we're really fishing here now, and, and I think they need some help.
0: Well, and I think you said it. Um, yeah, like I, I I'm I'm not – I don't think it's fair to say they're losing games specifically because they're goaltending, but have have you look at them to this point, has a goalie really stolen a game? And I would, I would say no, have, have they had good goaltending performances? Absolutely. But have they had that, you know, they, do they have two, four, five, six points in the standings just because of their goalie? I, I don't think they do yet. So that, I think that's a fair comment. All right. To lighten it up a little bit. Um, We're going into Christmas here, so it does mean at least a three-day break for NHL teams. The Oilers actually get get the 23rd off as well this year, which is probably welcome. What's the best way for an NHL player to spend Christmas?
2: (laughs) At home with his family, or I'd say they're in New York City. Maybe go to Manhattan, get a nice hotel at the Plaza and do the home alone. Rent a, rent a movie and order uh, 800 and whatever dollars worth of room service. Um, but I loved going home um, and spending time with my family with uh, at our house in Toronto. It's our siblings, my siblings, are kind of spread out through Canada right now and everybody would fly back to Toronto and stay at my parents' house. It was actually very Home Alone-esque where everyone was just kind of running around, kids and everything. And um, this week... Was kind of distracting. I meant uh, I, I mes- mentioned to you because I really just wanted to get home. At around this point in the year, a break is crucial. Guys can fly straight home from New York if they want to, and that was on my radar. I would have I would have a flight out of uh, Newark or whatever it was back to Toronto. So guys, kind of have their plans set, but. I think the best place is is spent at home with family, eating some good food and putting the game aside for a couple of days.
0: Uh, Would you eat whatever you wanted or would you still think, I don't want to come back to to my team three pounds heavier than I need to be?
2: you know how much i was getting bag skated regardless i could come back heavier and <laughs> <That's> great <laughs> it would just take me two weeks to lose those uh to lose those turkey pounds uh so yes I, I probably wouldn't try to overextend myself and stuff myself but i knew that i was gonna lose those things in the first couple weeks anyway
0: uh f- favorite uh, favorite uh, food on the christmas table something that has to be there every year when you go home or if you host or whatever
2: Ooh, so my mom is, I was going to say she's an old English lady. That sounds really bad. She has English heritage, I will say, and she makes a big roast on Christmas Eve, um, you know, a big prime rib with all the sides, but she makes homemade Yorkshire puddings, which is like a small uh, baked um not a pastry it's it's a savory thing so i'm kind of explaining it if people don't know what they are but um yeah with mashed potatoes and gravy uh you you eat the yorkshire puddings and it's one of my favorite things uh that my mom does and
0: makes yorkshire pudding outstanding yes i'm with you on that for sure If, if you've never had it learn how to make it or find a mom like yours that can make make it very well okay hey luke this is a pleasure. I, I know you're on again next week, but Merry Christmas. Great insight on the Oilers. We really appreciate that. Thank you so much for your time, sir.
2: Not a problem, Reed. Merry Christmas, and I'll talk to you next week.
0: That is Luke Gazik doing a great job on this show and on television. Really. Starting to carve out a path as an excellent broadcaster, and when he's on Inside Sports, it's courtesy Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. Uh, yeah, the Oilers do not have a great record, 13, 15, and one. I still believe they are a good team, and, and I think 10 and six over the last 16 games maybe a, a better indication of where they're at. Um, now, if they lose their next two, well, then they'll have had an eight-game winning streak and just be 500 in their last 16 games. So we'll see how it goes. The The goaltending is an issue. Uh, and Campbell does not really appear to be taking steps back towards the NHL while playing for the Condors. He's had some games that look like that. Then he, I, 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 I'm going to throw this out there as a bit of an aside are we at the point where Olivier Rodrigue might play games for the Oilers this season I mean it, it could happen he's the better of the two goalies in the minors right now anyway just, just keep that in mind as, as a what if um, and, and oddly enough I think even though the Oilers are, are scoring more than they were earlier in the season and for the most part the power play is better we've seen a drop off or some absences when it comes to the support scoring I don't mind Fogle's season. He doesn't finish as many chances as you would like, but that's kind of him as a player, and he'll probably still get somewhere in the mid-teens in goals like he usually does. Brown, as we've talked about, extremely disappointing. I I think Ryan McLeod with just a couple of goals uh, hasn't provided the support scoring that he's needed either. Uh, has Dreisaitl looked a little more human lately? Probably. And and probably the same deal with Kane, who, you know, apparently is, is fighting through some sort of an injury, but still playing. So maybe you might need some sort of support score or or a Nick Bukestad type who can play third or fourth line center and score a little bit. And, you know, you'd like to improve the defense uh, a little bit, I think, with somebody who can be a bit of a stopper. So those are still the things for me preventing the Oilers from becoming a great team. I, I do think they are a good team. I can't guarantee they're going to make the playoffs. I still think they're going to make it interesting. Um, But, yeah, some things that uh, I think we knew were question marks coming into the season, such as, you know, maybe needing a Bukestad type and, uh, you know, maybe needing somebody on defense and, and then a couple things that have been bigger problems, at least for me, than I thought they might be, such as the goaltending and then such as, you know, Connor Brown and some other supporting offensive players. I'm happy to hear from you. 780-496-0063. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chat. Inside Sports listeners. Yes,
1: all 14 of you. It's Kellen Kennedy, your text boy and technical producer of the show, wishing you a very
0: Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Oh, that was nice, Kellen. Thank you. I liked yours the best of those three that have played. The the first one was kind of creepy. I thought. I thought so too. <laughs> but I'm biased, right? So <laughs> just between you and me and our 14 listers, a couple of whom have uh, written in tonight. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. What do we have?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll go with A.H., who's texted in, wants to wish us both a very Merry Christmas and uh, wants to pass it on to Rob on Game Nights, too. Sure. He says, Merry Christmas, Says this is your last non-game night before uh, Christmas or game night broadcast before Christmas, I should, uh, should say. Uh, by the way, remember, there are two types of people in this world. He says, those that think that Die Hard is a Christmas movie and those that are wrong. Merry Christmas to you and yours. That's from A.H.
0: Yeah, it's clearly not a Christmas movie. It's set at Christmas, but it does not embody the values and spirit of Christmas. If you took out the Christmas setting, Die Hard is exactly the same movie. If you just said it's set July 14th. Therefore, it's not a Christmas movie. Other movies need Christmas to deliver the same message and have the same plot, Mm. such as Elf. Gotcha. I mean, if you look at it that way, it's really not debatable. Awesome.
1: Well, they that's a, another night for another time to debate that, tub, uh, that subject. Although, well, no, apparently, yeah, I did no. it just now. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you made your point. Uh, Richard texted it and says, Extremely good l- insight by Luke. Spot on. Very inconsistent team. And that's a scary thing. That's from Richard.
0: Uh, well, that is scary. Well, and that's the thing. And that's what I was touching on early, earlier. If they had gone 8-3 and three in their last 11 games... But had gone, let's say, win-win-loss, win-win-win-loss. Where am I at now? Win-loss-win-win. Win. That would be eight and three. You never would have won more than three in a row, but you never would have lost more than one in a row. Would you feel better than having a win eight and now an L three, and the fear of it going to an L four and an L five uh, in about forty-nine hours? Just saying. Mhm. Uh, the Burger King texts in, outstanding, and says Reed his Brown hat is made of his crown is made of ground beef.
1: <laughs> he says Reed Brown is absolutely useless in almost all areas on the ice. The only thing I credit him for is his penalty killing. He's missed countless number of Grade A scoring chances despite playing with two of the best uh, of the world's best players. Rather, he either misses or shoots the puck wide. Useless. That's from the Burger King.
0: Uh, well. I think, personally, Burger King, I understand you're frustrated. I think we can g- go without using words like useless, but clearly underwhelming, clearly not, not good enough. I mean, yeah, one point in, I know he hasn't played every game, but we're a third of the way into the season. He missed a few games. I mean, I mean, there are some players who you don't think about offense at all that have more points than Brown. So, yeah, not good. Uh, we'll go to Tony quickly for a phone call. Tony, go ahead.
3: Hey, Reed, how's it going? Good. So... I need to vent a little bit because, you know what, I am getting beyond annoyed. So we have a guy, Skinner. I don't want to hate on him, but he he kind of cost us a game against Tampa, right? He gave up an easy one to Andres Lee last night, and now we're talking about bringing up a guy where I'm watching the Bakersfield Condors right now, as we speak. And I don't know Olivier Rodriguez, is not ready for the NHL.
0: No, he I probably didn't. isn't, but that's what I'm saying. Is it going to be that de- – and that's just me speculating, Tony. That's what I'm saying. Are they going to be that desperate? They're going to have to look at Rodriguez.
3: But there's, but there's other things that – but there's two other things that are bothering me right now. We have Ernie, where he's been a healthy scratch. We have Brown, McLeod. Like, we have a few guys, but yet we have two guys – like, we have Raphael Lavois who's in – the AHL right now. I'm not gonna he's not ripping it up, but he can do whatever Ernie can and he's younger. Right? And it's just one of these things that people gotta understand that it's gonna take that when it comes to a goaltender, I would not touch Blackwood. I would not touch um What's the other guy's name? Like there are four or five goaltenders, and the only ones I'd maybe look at is Vemelka if Arizona would be happy to cut, to release him. Mm-hmm. And I know we're not going to get Hart because that's going to be a huge package. Like right now, and I'm sorry to say, but I don't trust Skinner because he because he goes from post to post. Very slow, and as soon as he lets have a, a weak one, it looks like it gets to his confidence. Like, what do like, what do we gotta do to spark this team compared to last season? Uh,
0: well, I, I mean, again, with the goaltending, Pickard's gonna play tomorrow. Skinner's gonna play on Friday. Uh, then they get a little bit of a break over Christmas. Uh, then Skinner probably plays two out of the three after Christmas. I think. I, I mean, here's the thing. If they win tomorrow, everybody feels better. Right? If they if they can win both, which is going to be tough, then they're twelve and six under Knoblock. That's two thirds of their points. If they lose the next two, then again they're they're eight and eight in a sixteen game stretch that includes an eight game winning streak. Um Maybe, maybe these last, look, if I'm going to look at the whole story, maybe these last three games are one-off. Maybe they just played a couple of really good goalies and had an off night against the Panthers. Maybe they have been sparked, but you've got to keep getting more information on the team. Uh, we know that the goaltending is an issue. We, you know, we know that t- usually the more Skinner plays, eventually uh, you know, he might have, it's more likely he's going to have an off night. But again, if you look at the whole situation, he was the goalie for seven of the eight wins and had pretty good games and made some pretty good saves along the way. It's The, the last three games have not gone well, though, no doubt about it. All right, Kellen, uh, do we have any more calls or what do we have?
1: Uh, I've got a couple here that I can uh, rattle off sure, on the text line. Sure, yeah, let's do them before we go. For sure. Uh, where was it? I had it here. There we go. Uh, Kevin texts in and says, are we talking about tornadoes here or what? L4, L5, and L6. Well, no. Those are uh, uh, streaks or how they show in the standings column. Oh, you is think? that how tornadoes are measured? Yeah. Well, no, not pay F enough attention a, during Twister. There's, there's, <laughs> there's F5, F4, F3 for tornadoes. We're talking L4, L5, oh, L6 yes. as in Sorry. Okay. standings and losing stuff and You know, all the negative things. I also got an unknown text that came in that said, Why was Connor Brown given all his bonuses at the 10 game mark instead of progressively at the 20, 40, 60 game mark, as was initially reported? That would have made much more sense.
0: It would. I totally agree with that. And, and And I've said that before. That surprised me that he got a 10 game bonus. And yeah, I remember doing the free agency show with Bob, and Bob was initially speculating. Uh, that I think it was going to be 30 and 50 games or, or something like that. I mean, the 10-game the bonus, you were basically saying, well, of course you're going to get it. Um, and I I know some people were saying, send him down after nine games. Don't let him get the bonus. I think that would have been too soon. If it's a 50-game bonus, <laughs> you know, then maybe you could look into that or scratch him enough that, that he doesn't get there. But yes, th- this could be... A very bad situation with Brown. If he doesn't come on, Luke Askew thinks he might come on and be an important player. I hope so. But if he doesn't come on, then he's going to leave the team and probably get a very uh, low-paying contract from somebody else next year. While the Oilers are going to be, uh, you know, having that 3.2 or whatever it is against the cap. That's that's a totally fair criticism, I think, of the contract.
1: Hmm. Uh, Janet in St. Albert texting us wishing us a very Merry uh, Christmas uh, says same plot like yep. all those hall- Hallmark movies, Merry Christmas from the sometimes 15th listener Janet and St. Albert yes, so, Janet,
0: get us gift certificates to the good board game store there, that's a nice spot uh, do one more, Kellen, before we go certainly, uh, Cowtown Bob texting in, and his incredible dancing cows <laughs> I wish you all
1: the best this fest- festive season, please don't worry about the Oilers they have two games in hand over the dogs, and there is lots of time left oh the coyotes the dogs I get it now uh, they are a great team but uh, need a change in goal and another defenseman the Flames can help them in both regards if I were the Oilers I'd give the Flames nurse uh, uh, or this is the trade he's proposing Nerds for Vladar and Tanev wow
0: okay all right thanks everybody yes it is the uh, last inside sports before Christmas so Merry Christmas but I'm sure I'll talk to uh, most of you on the game broadcast over the next two days face-off show at four tomorrow game at 530 thanks for listening everybody We'll be